Amen, indeed. In a moment, I'm going to pray as we transition to God's Word this morning, but just after the message, we are going to take part in communion again, and just wanted to remind us all that for the time being, for July and August, we're going to continue to take communion as we have been. We're not going to have the station set up around the room, and again, just as we transition back, trying to make people as comfortable as we can. Uh, again, many of us are comfortable to just dive right in, but some of us are a little more hesitant. And for uh, the next couple of months, we're going to continue with communion being served at the front. And we'll be asking a representative, again, from your family or friend group, maybe to come up and get on behalf of a number of people. Just there's less people moving around the room, uh, and the lines are a little shorter then as well. Um, but uh, we want to encourage you uh, to take part in that if you feel so led. Uh, But we're going to be continuing with that same uh, pattern just for a little bit longer here. And uh, we value uh, the opportunity to go to the crosses individually and do those things. But for this season, uh, we're going to be continuing in that way. But let's pray together as we turn to God's word this morning. Father God, we thank you that you are good and we thank you that you are with us and we thank you that you are leading us. That your spirit is present and you are speaking and working and uh, building your kingdom. That your gospel is real and alive in us and through us, God, and in this world. And God, we are excited at all the ways that you are working. All the opportunities that you are putting before us. And Father, we miss so many of them. Because we're distracted or selfish or all these things. But God, we thank you that you continue to invite us into what you are doing. And giving us opportunities. And God, we pray as we turn to your word this morning that you would help us to see a little more clearly who you are and what you're doing so that we can join you in this mission more closely. We thank you and we praise you. And we ask that you would speak now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, this morning we're going to invite you to turn to Psalm 23, this, and your, or click over if you need on your phone. Uh, Psalm 23, we're going to read this together, and uh, we're going to begin a new journey uh, in the summer here. I'm excited for the things that God is going to speak to us. But Psalm 23, you might even know this off by heart. It's a little bit familiar, I would think, um, but uh, we're going to read Psalm 23 together. God says this, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me along right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Welcome to the summer of Psalms. This summer we're going to be exploring the poetry, and the songs that God has inspired by His Spirit, that God has given us to help us understand who He is. The Psalms that people wrote to describe their relationship with Him, their journey and their struggles, their joy and their worship and their pain. The Psalms are filled with such an amazing variety of 
feelings and, and moments capturing so many different parts of life and of our experience here. They are incredibly valuable to read and to study, to pray and to sing, to meditate on and, and let them work in your heart. They are such a deep part of the experience of walking with God. And we share in the thoughts and the feelings of those who wrote them and allow them to shape and mold our own journey. This week is the first Sunday of the reopening in our province. And that brings with it all kinds of feelings and thoughts. We've been through an incredible ordeal over the last 18 months. It's a painful journey together. And as we look toward returning to normal, even as this truly isn't all over yet, we begin to wonder if we're going to be okay. Are we really heading back to normal? Is this really it? And as we do, we feel all kinds of different things. Joy and relief, nervousness, and for some of us, fear. There's even some leftover feelings of anger at the many divisive things that have happened over the last year and a half. There's a need for healing. That as we step toward normal again, we need a space to be restored, to rest. Even as we come back together and as we re-engage in relationships and community, we need time to readjust. So as we look at all those things, we're going to look at the Psalms and connect with the journey of our ancestors as they walked through life with God. We're going to explore the language and the pictures that they painted for us, that God has given us, that can help us heal and, and reconnect with Him and with one another. Psalms have been a really huge part of the worship and experience of the people of God all throughout history and in every contemplative and monastic tradition, the Psalms were a daily part of their worship and meditation. While they looked at different parts of the scripture all the time, the Psalms and Proverbs were a part of their readings every single day. Nuns and monks, church fathers and mothers, ascetics and leaders, poets, mystics, worshipers in the Christian world all through history live in the Psalms. Our music even today is filled with the words of the Psalms as they speak so powerfully to our experience. Their words ring so true in our hearts and our spirits as we seek to connect with and express ourselves to our Father. And it's such a beautiful way that we share our journey with all of those who have come before us and will come after. The Psalms matter a lot. They connect us together and express something universal in who we are and who God is. They're a critical part of understanding who God is and they teach us how to worship, how to pray, how to follow 
They talk about the pain of life, the beauty of life, the power of God, the faithfulness of God. Celebrating and rejoicing that the beauty and wonder of creation and weeping and groaning in in hardship and suffering. Crying out to God when we don't understand. And sitting in pure joy and warmth of the love and presence of God. Billy Graham said, I used to read five psalms a day. That teaches me how to get along with God. Then I would read one chapter of Proverbs every day, and that teaches me how to get along with my fellow man. God gave us the Psalms to show us who we are and who He is. And as we spend time with them and allow them to work in our hearts, we are transformed. So this summer, that's what we're going to do. In this summer of Psalms, we're going to get just a taste of what they hold for us. Some beautiful things and some very hard things. And hopefully you'll feel inspired to dig in further and see what God has to speak to you in them. And we're going to begin with the most famous psalm of all, Psalm 23. The opening line is almost universally known. Even if the person doesn't know where it's from, that line, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, is immediately familiar to almost everyone. And later, it's, it's call to hope in the face of our, the, the darkest valley, our darkest moments, has brought peace and encouragement to more people than we can imagine for thousands of years. It's a psalm of King David. It's written to express his total trust and reliance on God, his faith and understanding that God is with him, leading him, protecting him, and bringing him good things. Now, shepherding was a huge part of life in the ancient Near East. Care of the flock was survival. Sheep and goats provided food, shelter, clothing, trade, community, civilization itself. They were a central part of life and were used for everything and caring for them well was a critical task and very familiar to anyone in that time. And so kings of the time would often refer to themselves as shepherds of the people, seeing their leadership as care of the flock. We do that even today, particularly in pastoral roles. Guiding them on the right path, leading them where you need to go. That language is something that King David used a lot as well. It was not uncommon. But here... Here he acknowledges that Yahweh is his shepherd. That even as the king, he was under the authority and care of another. This is such a huge idea. The kings and leaders of the day would... 
go out of their way. They would do anything to connect themselves directly with the gods and even claim to be gods themselves. But these Israelites were different. They were weird. They had this weird idea of one God and a loving God. The gods of the cultures around them were cruel and capricious. They were unpredictable and vain. They were selfish and unknowable. But David expresses something entirely unique here. In humility and submission, he acknowledges that God is his shepherd too. That even as leader and king, he was under this other authority. And not only that, but he needed God. The Lord is my shepherd, he says, I shall not want. God is in control. And he will provide. David is in command of a whole kingdom. Anything he needs or wants is readily available to him at all times. And he sees and understands that God is his true provider. And even more than that, God alone is enough. This is such a powerful line because David goes on to talk about the ways that God provides and cares for him. But first and foremost, David sees that what he truly needs is God alone. The Lord is his shepherd and that is enough. God is enough. But it doesn't stop there. And David expresses God's provision in this beautiful language. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. Those lines have brought so much peace and comfort over endless time. It paints such a vivid picture. Helps us to see the true power of the Psalms, to meditate on these lines, to see the green pasture, to picture it, to rest there, to hear the quiet water flowing gently. Such a powerful experience of the presence of God. And He does indeed restore our soul as we rest with Him, as we trust Him to bring us to this rest. David goes on, He guides me along right paths for His name's sake. Again, David showing submission to the plan of God, even as King, God's plan, God's path was what he desired. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Again, total trust, complete reliance, and knowing that no matter where he finds himself, the very shadow of death itself, Not only is God with him, but he is leading him. That the path is right. 
no matter the circumstances, and that God will guide and protect him there. The shepherd's staff was used to guide the sheep, to rescue them, to care for them. The rod was used to protect and correct, to discipline the sheep when it wavered, to fend off the attacker as David talks about the lion and the bear in other places. God, as a loving Father, wants what's best for His sheep, and He cares for us, and He corrects us, leading us on the right path to the place He desires us to be. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. This is a powerful line, particularly coming from David. We can connect with this to a certain extent in our life. We have hardship in our lives, but we don't have enemies necessarily in the same way that David did all the time. Sometimes we have very, very hard relationships, but David faced Goliath. The Philistines wanted to come and wipe out the Israelites. And then he lived with Saul, anointed to be the next king while Saul was still king, attacked and hunted by Saul. And then his own son would try to overthrow him. Absalom ran David right out of the palace into the wilderness running for his very life. David knew what his enemies were. They were people that wanted to kill him. And still he saw God's protection and provision in that place, that he was God's anointed and that God was good. That God would set a table for him right in their presence. Everything in complete control. God in complete control. And he ends with this final ultimate hope. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This psalm captures so much of what it means to be in relationship with God. We don't know when David wrote it, what part of his life he was reflecting on or responding to, but whenever it was, it became more and more true as his life went on. God was in control. God was leading him. God was protecting him and comforting him and correcting him. Some of the huge mistakes that David made, God was there And that journey of correction was painful. David's journey is such an amazing example for us. And what he expresses here is so important for us to embrace and understand. We need to sit with this psalm. To let it speak. To let it shape us. These words are power and the truth they hold is so meaningful. The Psalms are not meant to be read quickly. 
They need time to be digested, to be prayed through, to be meditated on. Because God doesn't just want us to read something. He wants to show us something. To speak to us through these words and lead us into a deeper relationship and experience of himself. And ultimately that is possible because of what Jesus has done for us. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. And Jesus then said, I am the good shepherd. He is it. And he is all of these things in this psalm for us. He is the word that has spoken these truths through David. And he is the good shepherd that loves his sheep. And he wants to lead you to green pastures beside quiet waters to restore your soul. To lead you on the right paths for his name's sake. And protect you through the darkest valleys. And take you to be with himself forever. This summer I hope that you will embrace the Psalms with me. And allow them to draw you into new and deeper relationship with God. Read them. Study them. Sit with them. Allow them to shape you. And as we step into that journey together this morning, we come to a time of communion. Remembering that sacrifice of Jesus that makes us whole. That allows us to be led back to that green pasture, to those quiet waters, to be with him. As we celebrate communion and remember the sacrifice of Jesus, it, it displays the love and care of God that is described here in this psalm at its most full and complete. And God is inviting you to embrace that. Again, this table is not the table of Leduc Fellowship Church. This is the table of Jesus. Any and all are welcome to come and participate that have chosen to submit to him. This time I'm going to invite our communion people up and we'll pray together. And Again, we want to invite you to come as an individual if you feel so led, but send a representative of your family to gather the elements on your behalf. As we meditate on the 23rd Psalm and celebrate the reason why we can be connected with our Father in that way. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the ways that you care for us. The journey that you lead us on. God, we are filled with so many responsibilities and needs. Our lives can be so hectic and chaotic. And God, you desire us to come and to rest in that green pasture beside these quiet waters, that our souls would be restored. That as we spend time in that place with you, as we're led through then dark valleys and hard, difficult places, God, we will know that you are with us and that you are leading us somewhere good. Ultimately, that you are leading us to be with you forever. 
Father God, as we take part in this this morning, we remember the sacrifice of Jesus that makes us whole. We ask that you would forgive us again, forgive us anew, and we can step into wholeness and life and peace in new and exciting ways as you desire for us. In Jesus' name, amen. You can come as you feel led.